Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I feel like this year has been the most magical year. Like, I can't figure out a better descriptor than that. I don't think I've ever experienced a year like this year. Hello, welcome back to Show They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. What's up? It's Iceman. And uh, today we have an episode. I feel like it's the end of the year. And last year, when we were coming towards the end of the year, we... We're talking about basically taking this new journey, this new ride in Vegas. We were leaving our entire lives behind, everything that we had grown and built in Los Angeles and packing it all up, including our four cats and driving it all to Vegas to start anew. And last year, around this time of year, there were a lot of, um, it was a lot of like uh, excitement, but also speculation at what we thought was going to happen but mostly it was like the unfolding of the unknown and I feel personally like almost a completely different person now um, I could agree with so that. much has happened yeah. this year that I just I guess wanted to digest and process that and like look back because I used to do this kind of stuff in my journal but I have been even so busy that I haven't kept up with processing my thoughts in my journal just because everything is just changing at such a rapid pace constantly all the time. And I wonder if you feel the same. I also feel like during this time, you've had like a lot of growth in a separate arena, whereas like in LA, we did everything together and everything was kind of like when we're growing together, everything's growing together. When we're losing together, everything's losing together. And n this time I feel like um, it's it's two different departments and we haven't checked in on each other as much as previous years because like we kind of knew what, what was going on in previous yeah. years. But um, I'm, I'm very curious to feel like, to see how you've perceived this whole year. I can't believe that it's been a year, to be honest. This year's flown by, like, so much happened, but also what the fuck, wasn't it just December? Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. I think, I mean, <clears throat> you know, a couple things stand out to me about this past year, like about this time last year, I think I was sitting on a million dollars in crypto. <laughs> uh, that is not the case right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's, you know, part of the part of the thing about crypto, the swings are fucking crazy to the up and they're crazy to the down sometimes. Yeah. And then what happened with um, Luna, you know, we're still putting the pieces together, but it looks like, you know, maybe Sam Bankman-Fried had something to do with the attack that happened oh, on US shit. team. Yeah, really? it, that's all coming out right now. Wow. So it's pretty interesting, because, you know, normally in a crypto market, you expect a pullback or a retrace or any of that stuff, and we got killed instead. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and granted, you know, Luna, was spun off into its own chain, it's Terra 2.0 now. Um, a lot of that stuff is now vested, so it's all in a staking account. Not to get too detailed about the stuff, but you know, the P, there are projects still building, crypto is not dead, everyone says it's dead. And that's the mistake that everyone made last time. And yeah, that's they always when, say that. I feel like every couple of years people say that. And this is the time when I'm 
actually making big moves um, to set myself up for the next run. Been doing that um, since, I mean, the day after Luna died. So mm-hmm. this is what I do. I fucking love it. Um, but yeah, no, you definitely, you know, you definitely grow from stuff like this, like going through this kind of adversity. Um, it's pretty insane how how poorly um, some people, you know, were affected. Yeah. And I'm very thankful not to be one of those people. Um, but like it's, you know, just reading horror stories out there about what happened to people. You can't help but be thankful for, you know, your where you're at in your life and like, you know, that I didn't like put our, sell our house and put that into crypto or anything like stuff that, you know, I think people probably think about me um, uh, is not what I do at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you don't do day trading. Like whenever I bring up that you do crypto, people are like, oh, he's a trader. And I was like, no, nah, he doesn't trade. Like, it's not like you're more of a value investor than a, a trader. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I find projects that people are missing. Yeah. I buy them. And, and I, you know, I'm covered in Woo merch right now, but none of this is even available. I had to make all of it because I like to be early mm-hmm. and I like to show what my move's going to be before the market wakes up to it. <clears throat> so couldn't be more excited about, you know, the, the following year to come. Um, I don't know. I'm not that guy who sits here and goes, I know exactly when crypto's coming back. Um, or like tomorrow is the day to buy and then blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, um, this, this kind of, um, opportunity is how I view it is pretty, pretty juicy right now. Like with great projects being very affordable and getting positions locked in, looking at positions, not price. That's all I'm doing right now. And, um, yeah, I'm very, very stoked. Do you think that a lot of your enthusiasm and the way that you get excited about projects even after a big huge devastating blow like the one that happened this year has a lot to do with mindset and i mean because i i think so but how did you what do you think you did differently i guess to put yourself in a mindset so that losing a million dollars doesn't completely defeat you well i made over a million dollars so thankfully i cashed out some right yeah that helps out yeah <laughs> you know if i walked away with nothing yeah after being that correct about luna the whole way up mm-hmm. that would be devastating because that was a lot of work yeah <clears throat> but you know obviously leaving a lot on the table is just something you don't forget like being you know invested in all these protocols loving the space as much as i do being as enthusiastic about the space as i am i think was probably part of what hurt me is that i i um i could have you know, been just paying myself a little bit better instead of just being enthusiastic about the future. Yeah. Like I'm think I was thinking five years ahead, not like, you know, two years ahead. So you've learned a lot from that. And so moving forward, what would you say your your new game plan is? Like let's say I mean obviously you're covered in Woo merch. So yes. Woo is your new baby. It's new baby. It's uh, replaced Luna as far as top of the list for you. Yes. Um let's say the same trajectory happens, what would you do differently? Now after well, going through this. Nailing those kind of multiples that I was doing, like, you know, when I was buying it at five bucks and then it goes to hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah. You know, you pay yourself. I mean, good lord. Like you pay yourself way better than I did. Like I basically paid myself a six figure salary for all the work I did, which I you know, it could have been I should have paid myself a seven figure salary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like so stuff like that. Or um, even like a multiple six figure, like a 
like a deep exactly. into deep into the six deep eight. into the yeah. like like closer to the seven. Right? Yeah, could have done it right. So so you just remember that you remember um, you know, really it's about the process, right? So like the the f- focusing on the fundamentals is how I got there. Yeah, you know, it wasn't just Luna that got me there either. Like Luna was a place that I pivoted to after being invested in other projects that I really liked, mm-hmm. and really just. F- not being too smart for the market, I think is important. Focusing on market needs, like what does the market need? And like honing in on that, I think I'm very good at that. Um, because I, like I said, I love this stuff. So like, you don't have to really pay me much to like talk about crypto, I promise, right? <laughs> um, and, that's the, and that's kind of the point is like, I, I enjoy this space so much. And yes, the space has, you know, just like anything, just like Hollywood, just like anything. There's a lot of bad with the good, mm-hmm. but when you can find the good stuff and lock in on those things, um, it gets really exciting. Like I, I, I light up like a Christmas tree talking about the fundamental reasons why I like a certain project, especially, you know, like a woo, right? Yeah. Where people might just look at the storefront of woo and go, oh, well, it's just another exchange. Who cares? But they're missing everything that's going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have an advantage, I think, on a lot of people in the market is I don't just judge the storefront. I go and, and look around and I go inside and I, I check it out and I talk to the people who work there. <clears throat> yeah. And I think you have to have that kind of discipline. And, you know, the reason why I found, you know, Woo was I was going through, I was vetting the entire top 200 like a year and a half ago. You know what I mean? Like that's just part of the discipline that you have to have if you're going to be in the space and looking, you know, always looking at where you could be invested smarter mm-hmm. than where you're at even now. So like even now I know I'm covered in woo stuff um, and it's all, it's all, you know, you know, 60% for the memes, but it really is something that you can pivot right out of if you find something that's better. If you find a better place to put your investment, like, yeah. let's go. Right. Like that's part of the game. So, um, but yeah, the fundamental reasons why, you know, like, like Wu is a backend liquidity provider for a lot of the biggest exchanges for the biggest exchange, Binance, people don't know that. So like, there's a lot of advantages. I mean, they just did, um, it's released a dashboard basically showing their balance sheet. So like you can see it in real time on their site. First of its kind in crypto. Nobody does that by the mm-hmm. way. Um, a lot of exchanges like FTX, um, were insolvent or are insolvent. They don't want to show their balance sheets because they're they don't want that's nothing to brag about. Um, Wu did the opposite. Um, being a backend liquidity provider means that they, you know, if you want to place a large bulk order for crypto, you're not going to impact the price that much. And so a lot of big players use Wu already, and that's why Wu has even a bear market, hundreds of millions of dollars in daily volume. Um, stuff like that gets me excited, right? So, um, yeah, and, and really, you know, it's all about positions, not price right now. Like when I sold my car for crypto, I think woo was 62 cents Mm -hmm. today. I think it's 12, 13 cents, but thanks to that, thanks to the fact that the price went down, you know, it it went, it swung all the way up to a buck 78. Um, I, I wasn't buying then. Yeah. I was I was buying like like I said my dollar cost average was probably in the in the mid sixties, mm-hmm. and then um, once the market came down, I've gotten such a bigger woo position while woo grows and builds and devs out their entire ecosystem. So there's way more fundamental reason for woo to be more valuable now, but it's not. 
being impact. It, there's no impact on the market because the market's risk off right now. Yeah. Once the market's back to risk on, you know, everyone's hoarding their cash. Everyone's like getting out of everything. That's why you see no liquidity everywhere. Mm-hmm. But once we're back to risk on, I'm uh, I'm going to be at the tip of the rocket. I will have, you know, a better position. I think I have more woo than like everyone yeah i mean this is like kind of the same principles that warren buffett talks about where he goes value shopping like he goes bargain hunting like when when the market is scared is when the price goes down and when everyone's saying everything's scary and like don't buy well if you've done enough research on the particular company that you're investing in not just like oh price is low i'm gonna buy but like you know actually have done a lot of research and why you want to buy this and you're just waiting for the right price point that's when he makes all his money i mean that, that that's when you make your money is at the when you buy that's it and yeah. you know people people who thought i you know it's like oh well i wish i was with steve during that last run um but damn like you know or like like oh man i you know i wish i knew to get that then well this is where the hard work is done right this is where like you know the buffett saying of buying when there's blood in the streets mm-hmm. it's exactly what this is about and like taking advantage of it so that, you know, once we get to a certain point, you know, having such a big position of something that every time it goes up a cent, you make thousands of dollars is how I got to where I got to multiple times now in this game. Like from Bitcoin, well, not really Bitcoin as much because I had very little, but from Ethereum to what I did with Luna to what I did with SNX, AVE, all that stuff. It's about accumulating these beautiful, beautiful lows, knowing why you bought, sticking to your um, to the reasons why you bought it. It's not a religious belief. You know why you bought it because you looked at the fundamentals and are those fundamentals still intact? Are they still delivering? Are they still growing, right? Are they still building? A lot of teams aren't. And also, I'm sorry uh, for anyone that's not into crypto. I actually didn't know this was going to go into a huge crypto thing. I was gonna. I was thinking this episode was going to be more about um, like character development, but I think all of this stuff is what has shaped your character development throughout this year so having this background is is like really important so foundation people who listen to this know i'm into crypto yeah yeah of course i just personally wasn't expecting you to go into this deep into crypto yeah yeah um well how would you say like on a like if you if you zoomed out a little bit um i'm always zoomed out steve on uh in december 2021 to steve now like how have has what's happened this year kind of changed you or shaped you as a person and what what do you what's your focus on like life-wise like right now yeah it, i mean i would say it's just about you know i say it to myself every morning like we're going to do it again mm-hmm. right it's i am singularly focused on doing what i do best in this space mm-hmm. okay i i want to hear like other aspects of your life and like so earlier today i had a therapy session this is this was like in addition to that i was already going to do this topic but um i think something that was helpful for me is that everything kind of plays into each other so it's not just about poker like i am very focused on poker right but like there's a lot of other stuff going on and everything is affecting each other like how it affects your relationship how it affects your um, home life, how it affects your hygiene and mental health, how it affects your friendships and your social circle. And I think that it's all interrelated. And I just wanted to hear more, I guess, about how, like, I know you have your eye on the prize with when it comes to crypto, but how have you been able to, like, balance life and how have other areas of your life been affected? 
Um, I I think that I just you know when it comes to balancing life, it's it's just my routine is what helps me balance. What's your routine? Um, wake up right. Uh, make sure that if there's something that you need, I prioritize that. I need the dishes to be done. Yeah, right? exactly. Why aren't, part, why aren't they done? Well, I'll prioritize <laughs> it. But exactly, yeah. I always check in on you. Um, you know, I and it's funny too because you know I would say our relationship's stronger than it's ever been. Yeah, and it's and even with the the adversity, you know, in the middle of that, I don't think you could have been better. Like if it was possible, like it was just great. I know my therapist earlier was when I was telling her all the shit that's been going on. She's like, "Well, I noticed you didn't mention your relationship at all. How is that?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, we're like really solid. Like, yeah. <laughs> I like don't even need to think about that." Exactly. But she was like, "Well, how long can this go with it staying solid?" And I was like, "Well, I think we're both in a transition phase right now. Um, obviously, we've talked about wanting to do more date nights again um, because for so long we've always been like." super hardcore about at least having one date night a week and that has been not the case this year and but i don't think like one partner's like hey i neglected because of this no date night so if i felt like we were drifting apart like i think we would repair that and like start building that again but like yeah i don't i feel like i'm so thankful that our relationship is so strong that it's the least of my worries like i'm not even uh, even remotely worried about it but it's it. my number one priority absolutely she was like cuz then she was like after listing all the things that are going on in my all the aspects of my life she's like what would you say is your number one priority and i was like listen i'm really bad at prioritizing but if i had to only if i could only save one relationship is by far 1000 percent. that's like if there's a fire going on i'm dropping everything else and i'm going to that fire our relationship has been the bedrock of everything everything all the growth everything um and i was kind of trying to explain to her that like you know up until this point we have done everything together in every aspect so like my business life or work life involved you my social life involved everything was completely together whereas this year you've been working on your own thing with crypto Mm -hmm. and i've been working on my own thing with poker and jk and we've been building things separately but i don't see it i don't see a a divide like it has i haven't felt like separated from you no because we still at the end of the night talk to each other about everything going on we We still have the same social circle um as each other same mutual friends same strong connection we have the um, same neighbors we have the same neighbors we do yeah and we're all tight with them yeah we're going on vacation to mexico together because i was telling her yeah we have these travel plans too in the midst of everything because there's holidays there's travels there's all kinds of shit going on this month and she was like well that that could be good for your relationship but as long as you're you're not making it about your new friends i was like oh no these are both of our friends like yeah, exactly. it's not just like they play poker so they're my friends like I almost think that you know you are a favorite of the dogs, like you and and I'm everyone's favorite. And like, um, I, there's more to life. I think the reason we get along so much with them is like we both think there's more to life than just what we do. You know, God, yes, right? absolutely. I mean, so we can just connect on a human level. Not everything has to be about like work and networking. It was kind of the thing that turned me off about LA was that everything became about 
what can you do for me? Like in that, Big in time. our social circles. And it's just like, oh, it feels so gross and inauthentic as a relationship. And this time last year, I would say one of the biggest changes is that like, you know, if I, if, if something was going down over here, yeah, I place a phone call and my neighbor is here with like a yeah. fucking gun. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I don't have one, but I'm just saying like, like that's how like, yeah. tight we all are now. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Everyone and has each other's backs. Everyone has each other's backs. And then, um, yeah, and I feel that. And I feel I'm constantly reminded of that, like all the time. Yeah. And like, you know, like on Sundays when like we're, we're like we're all watching football or whatever. I just feel very lucky that I had that. Because yeah. like, this time last year, I think I was tagging along with you to Red Rock and like just chilling, which is really fun. I fucking love yeah. Red Rock. It's a it's a blast. Um, but no, I have like <clears throat> you know, it's like you're playing poker, I'm watching football. The two things work really well together. Mm -hmm. Poker players fucking love football, I yeah. find. They They're love all, crypto. Well, they all have sports bets going on, exactly. on, the, <laughs> on, the, they all, on the game. They, they all know crypto somewhat, at least. Like, yeah, there's a lot of crossover. Yeah, a lot of crossover. I think so far I've talked to like, you know, and I'm not like sucking my own dick here, but like I really am very involved in the space, like knowledge-wise, as far as like researching about projects and stuff. And I, so far I think there's like, one party I went to and there was a guy where I, no matter what I said he knows it and I was mm -hmm. like yo this is tight yeah and that's never happened to me in real life before mm -hmm. you know what I mean like where I'm actually talking to somebody who like knows like something that's not you know in the, the basic. in the top 20 or whatever. yeah so it's just exciting to to know that there are yeah like as you have grown this poker friend group like I feel very involved with that yeah absolutely um but I yeah I would say you know grow personal growth wise I would say that this time last year, I was so like, I was very um, overwhelmed by how well we did with crypto. Mm -hmm. um, and not just me and you, we, but like we, like Crypto Corner was crushing the fucking space and it felt great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I remember like, I even like, you know, got emotional on this show, just talking about. You know, that to me was the most rewarding thing was how many people had did really well. Yeah, I mean, we, the, during Vlogmas, we clinked drinks on you, um, like at Red Rock. Mm -hmm. We clinked drinks on you hitting your all-time high. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. And then you went higher. Yes, I did. And that, but that was awesome. So, like, yeah, I would say, um, you know, looking back, it's like, man, I really wish I just... Like, you know, when you're a quarterback and you're all you have to do is like down the ball, but you want to throw another touchdown. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you didn't need to. I didn't need to. Yeah. I was already there. I was in the end. I already I feel we were up by three scores. The same way if I'm in a tournament on the bubble and I didn't need to risk all those chips. Yep. And I did and I lost it. And now I don't have a shot at final table or like I, it ruins my all I had chances. Was, all I had to do was clock it. All, yeah. And that, because I already had the win. It was, yeah. It, like, why wasn't that good enough for you, dude? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and and so you know, going forward, I'm going to remember that mentality of like, you know, it's just not quite enough yet. Yeah. Is the risk worth? Is the juice worth the squeeze? No, because because especially right now, you know, I'm very thankful for what I cashed out. Um, because once all the stuff ha started happening with Ukraine, I was like, this is just I have to get some risk out of here, right? Yeah. Got to go risk off a little bit, but um, I know you asked me if I thought you were a giant pussy for doing that. I did say that, and I said no. I did say that. I also called my dad about it because hmm. um, I was just like, you know, he's one of my favorite sounding boards when it comes to like anything going on in the world. Mm -hmm. Talking to my dad about it, 
But he was like, no, I think it's a good call. So that helped me lock it in. Yeah. But very thankful I did that. Um, but even now, knowing what I had, knowing what I could be doing positionally, it it it's wild, right? Like, you know, with the advantages that I feel I have in this market. And you are not smarter than the market. I always talk about yeah. that. I do not think I'm smarter than the market. It's just that I think that I do a little bit more of the reading and a little bit more of what it's what it's going to take fundamentally and market need wise mm-hmm. to like I want to I want to hitch to a market need right I'm you're not smart in the market you should find out what the market needs and then try to be involved with that that's mm-hmm. all I do um and for me I know I could be I would you know once the market goes risk on again the amount of position I would have would be so crazy um the multiples would be so insane they'll still be insane in my opinion you know what I'm what I'm thinking is going to happen but it's just going to take time. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, just remembering that and how much ammo that gives me for the next run. Yeah. Because you know, <clears throat> you know, as as fun as it is to be like, man, I went to zero with Lunar or whatever. I really didn't. And also, it's about knowing what I could have had mm-hmm. and remembering that. So. Okay. And yeah. on that note, we're going on a break. When we come back, I'm going to talk about, I don't know, what I've like, experienced. I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's a hell of a story too. Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> there. We'll be our B L O L. L M A O R F O L R F L T T Y L O L. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So Huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark, Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blake. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> and we're back. Um, I 
feel like this year has been the most magical year. Like I can't figure out a better descriptor than that. I don't think I've ever experienced a year like this year. Like I've it's had, been, it's been I've had really good years. Yeah, and I've had years where, you know, like when I booked my first TV show, I was like, yeah, you know, like it's like a celebra- a celebration. But I think that this year, more than anything, there's been like magic in every single aspect. Like, I, it's not, it hasn't just been about poker, although that's been like the, uh, I guess leverage, leveraging tool, like the pivoting tool. It's like that that I've used like that was the what's it called the um, the life path the catalyst mm. the catalyst to change oh hey real quick yeah. um check us out on patreon it really supports the show a lot patreon.com slash sticky s-t-i-k-k-i um yeah i i just feel like uh, i well one i've never been lucky enough to have the opportunity to really explore myself and give myself a uh, time padding you know i i could make i've made money in a year right but it was a lot of work hours spent yes. so it was like almost direct proportion to hours spent there's no time richness or time wealth this year i in a rare circumstance there's like this i felt there was this window of opportunity to be able to explore in a way that I never have before because of the way um, our work was set up where um, I was getting income from Big Mood, but we were only, we were stockpiling eight episodes, so two months in advance. So we stockpiled two months in advance and during one weekend. Therefore, I didn't have to work on that for two months, even though money was coming in from that show. And then same thing with Should They Don't Tell You and um, like videos and vlogs I was able to put on hold for a little bit while I explored this new journey. And while it was poker, I didn't know that it was going to become this big of a part of my life. You know, it was just something that was really exciting me at the time. And I told myself at the beginning of this year to follow the curiosity, you know, like the little spark, that kind of inner child that like makes you really excited to figure to to go down some road and not just like kid in a candy store, like every shiny thing I want to grab it. But like what really fulfills you on a deeper level of like of that, like you're in love with the process regardless of the results. Yes. You know? Yes. And I haven't had a thing like that since stand up comedy. Um that that like I was actually in love with the process, regardless of money, regardless of result, regardless of adulation or any anything that was any accolades that would come from it. I don't care. I, I'm really excited about this process of getting better at this thing that I really love a lot. Like I'm just really it really makes me filled with joy to do this thing. And when the more I get better at it skills wise, the more joy I feel. And it's kind of like this spin up, this drum up of energy, of of positive energy and joy. And then like the people I was meeting were adding to all of that. You know, I had never felt so at home than I did in a poker room. And and it was so random. It feels random. It it happens so fast. Yeah. It just, you know, when you when you start doing something and it just clicks, that's what it felt like with poker. And I could have never picked it. I never I never like spun a wheel and was like, I'm going to do that. Like it just kind of happened. And 
I was like, well, I really like this feeling and I've never been able to have the chance to explore feelings like this in the past. Like I said, the last time I felt like this was with stand up, but I, I couldn't afford to work on it because I didn't have any money and I needed to pay my rent. So I had to work three restaurant jobs and the best nights were also the like were weekend nights, which was also the best nights for working on stand up. So I, I, could, I had to pick one and I picked income and survival and being able to go to auditions during the daytime during the week and um and this time i actually had the opportunity to explore it and i was just like wow like i don't know where this is going it's really scary because i have no idea i've never not had an idea before and uh but it's also really exciting and it's like this this like mysterious unknown what's going to happen next never know what's going to happen next Literally or, tomorrow you can get an offer to like go somewhere yeah. and play poker. Yeah. Or like tomorrow I'm playing a, a 1K tournament and there's a a $2 million guaranteed prize pool. Like you never know like if that's going to be you. And there's like such a like, yes, there's a lot of luck involved, but there's also like this huge skill aspect that makes that fulfills me more than when the luck gets involved. Right. Yeah, of course. Knowing that you played the game the right yeah, way. Yeah. Losing sucks yeah but like losing and knowing you played right helps i can't identify with that more after what i just talked about exactly (laughs) exactly i relate so hard and i think that's why like even though we're in different paths it's like the same same talks analogous yes exactly the variance we love the journey yes getting wrecked happens and then the other like you know all these different magical things were like i just couldn't have planned it better like it's it really feels like I made a wish and I don't know how it's going to happen, but like things just start unfolding. And the wish was just to feel belonging, really, like joy and belonging and in love with life in the present moment, unattached to the outcome or unattached to the results of that. And when we moved here, I was like, oh, I hope like we have like there's like a couple that we get along with that we like it would be so fun to have a neighborhood like where we could like hang out with people and like maybe they know how to play poker or like we have a poker night or something and like we couldn't have gotten luckier that our neighbors are like pro poker players there are no poker nights there are no poker nights because it is a job it's true it It is is a job job. so it's like hey you want to you want to work tonight well every night's a poker night but not together yeah um but i i've learned so much from them and then our other neighbors too who are in real estate like we just connect on a soul level and um we're all all three couples like hang out and it's we have a very good vibe together such a good vibe and we're all together in the the same part of the block um but yeah it's it's that part i have never felt a belonging in my own neighborhood before agreed like that you know even knew my neighbors i i knew my neighbors when i lived with my parents like i knew them but they're older we don't hang out like we don't have beers together you know we have nothing in common they're nice i'm like hi but like there's nothing in common in LA. Nobody talks to each other. No, like, you, you, you avert your eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. it's weird. I had to get it, used to it. Yeah, I used to like, you know, I came from I came from other places. So you get, make eye contact, you say hi. You learn pretty quick in LA not to do that. Yeah. Like so, in the 15 years living there, never made friends with my neighbors except for when I got my friend uh, an apartment in our same building. So, but we knew each other outside of the apartment building. Chad and V were the closest we had to that. Because they were like a block or a couple blocks yeah, away. Yeah, but again, they we met them outside of being neighbors. Exactly. It's not like we met them as neighbors first and then they became friends. True. This was the very first time ever 
I've met neighbors that became like in a close inner circle with me. Yes. And I feel like when we started here in Vegas, I was very uh, consciously aware of of not giving my energy away to just anyone. You know, I felt like I went the route of, oh, I'm, you know, I don't have any friends. I want friends. Oh, oh my gosh. Like, I'll do anything to just to have a group of friends, you know, like I'll bend over backwards, even if it's like feels like kind of one sided sometimes. Um, this when we started over, I was like, I would rather preserve my energy and only spend it if it's the right people. And we got so lucky where I'm like, these people are absolutely deserving of my energy. I'm so happy that we got to meet them yep. and, and got to have them in our lives so strongly, like really quickly. Yeah, it's been it's been a whirlwind. Yeah. So then um, there's that. And then poker did take off. And um, I was just so excited to learn a new aspect of the game because I'd been playing cash games for a year, but not had never tried tournaments before and it's a whole different it's like almost playing a different game and to start learning something get excited about like these all these different elements of it that are so different than what i was used to um and then to just win like when people Crazy. were saying that like that's the odds are of making it x, x amount in a tournament is like so few and far between it was just like one after the other after the other final tabling and it was uh, i got <laughs> i got used to that and so um that was like really exciting wouldn't change it for the world but then i think i got a false idea of what was normal <laughs> because i Definitely. just expected to final table one out of every five tournaments which doesn't happen which doesn't happen you like don't even cash one out of every five tournaments usually so dude even our neighbor who's like fucking one of the most it's like the, the top the, he's like the top the online yeah. player in the world he plays like a hundred tournaments a weekend, yeah, like online, yeah, and like he'll he'll be happy if he even like if he cashes like you know fifteen percent of those, mm -hmm. like he's really happy, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. like that just goes to show the variance is wild, so much. <clears throat> and then this the tournament crowd, the tournament players are so much different than the cash game players in an exciting way. Like they all know each other. Cash game players, like we know each other, but we don't hang together. Tournament players, they're going, they're traveling to tournaments together. They're you know, if you bust and your friend and this other guy busts, you know, you have a drink together at the bar or whatever. You're commiserating. You jump in again the next day on a flight. And um, it, there's definitely this community aspect to it that's really interesting to me. I feel like a tourist <laughs> a lot of the time where I'm like, this is a f like fun. But you don't look like a tourist because one of the funnier things about walking into a casino now with Nikki is all the dealers know her. Mm -hmm. And like it like it. They have inside jokes. Yeah, in a way that I didn't plan. Like I didn't even actively try it to befriend everybody. Because yeah. I've known you for this long. Like, yeah. This is <laughs> like not you who know Nikki, me. This is not who Nikki is. I'm not the person. I'm not the one going out and meeting everybody and gallivanting it's around. It's more likely that I show up somewhere. And, yes. And then the people are like, "Oh, hey, what's up, bud? Yeah, we had fun watching football with you last week, or whatever." Yeah. But like this has been hilarious to see. I actually, when I started playing poker, the thing I liked the most was that I could slip in and out without anyone knowing who I was. You know, like I could play a different character. I could be whoever I wanted to be because nobody knows me. Yeah. So I could just like, I put on different characters every day. I still sometimes make up whole backstories about what I do for a living, um, which is really fun just to play. But uh, now a lot of people, people know who I am so they can <laughs> call me this out. This is funny. 
Just it's just so funny. Ruined that aspect of it. But Considering it's... you started like seriously about a year ago and you're like, like taking it really seriously about a year ago, mm-hmm. this is just a hilarious run. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I just yesterday, I um, I was guest commentating on the the vlogger stream for the WPT World Championships at that's at the win right now, which I did not realize is like a little mini WSOP basically. It's like the winter WSOP. Everybody is there. Everybody in the poker world is at the win right now. And when I it's Vlogmas and I was vlogging in the car about how um, the biggest bluff author Maria Konnikova uh, was playing cash games right next to me the, the, a few nights before and I've always wanted to meet her didn't know she was playing next to me like she was on the table right next to me and uh, I was like man if I run into her again I want to tell her how much I uh, like am a fan and then immediately upon entering the building she is it, talking to my neighbor who I just talked about um, she's hanging out with like the, the people that I know there and I, I introduced myself and I was just, I told her how much I liked her book and it was great and um, I just feel like this this camaraderie in, yeah. like oh a year ago I was reading her book a year ago in October is when I started reading my book on my therapist recommendation my therapist was the one that recommended her book to me huh. I related so hard to it on every level just the way she analyzes things her book is all about someone who went from knowing zero about poker like didn't even had never played a game before not even casually um, to winning a WPT title wow. so it yeah it's pretty wild the book is really great and the whole journey is really informative about the inner workings of the poker world but last year i was just a cash games player and her whole book is about tournament players and the tournament world and it just seemed like a little like a almost like fictional characters in a book you know like you're like wow what a cool world but not something that i thought i would ever like be involved in and now i'm rereading the book and I know like half the people mentioned, <laughs> which Funny. is so weird because last year when I was reading it, you could have said any name to me. I don't know who they are. Yeah, so, you don't register them. Yeah, it doesn't register in my brain. And now looking back through, I'm like, oh, she was talking about him. What? That's that's crazy. And yeah, it's been been so wild like that, like maybe subconsciously manifested that into my life or Mr. Magood my way. You you have a you this Mr. analogy Magoo. where I just tend to Mr. Magoo my way into things. You do. Do you want to talk, talk about that? Um, She, Nikki... You're not a planner. As you're, much as I would like to be with my yes. bullet journals. You have all and the my... intentions in the world of mm-hmm. being a planner, but you're not a planner. Like if, Not with big things. Not with big things. Like if you put like seven rakes in a yard, Nikki will step on all of them and it'll hit her in the face. <laughs> but then somehow, in some way, it, she manages to like jujitsu it into like momentum <laughs> for like, you know, she just falls into the right thing at the right time. It's hilarious to watch. And I'm, <clears throat> I promise I'm not taking anything away from her achievements the way that I'm describing it constantly as hilarious. But what's hilarious about it is how amazing it is that you've done this so fast and how like people who have known us, quote unquote, for like a decade now yeah, are like, what the fuck? Nikki just won like a, just final table World Series of Poker. Like w- w- she plays poker. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that wasn't even known. Yeah, yeah. And and like, I did keep it kind of secret you, for a little bit. You did, but I, but like I was, you know, I was there for every day of it, watching you grind it all out and like learn and like play with you know your simulators and shit. Yeah. Um. So like it's less, 
about how I find it funny and more about how funny I find it that other people are perceiving it. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like, and I told this to Nikki a year ago too, before she started playing poker, like seriously, I was like, wouldn't it be so fucking funny if you're like a known professional poker player now and that's how people know you. They don't even fucking know about YouTube shit. That'd be hilarious. And here we are. And like, and when she goes into these rooms, you know, they know her for poker, which is fucking what I was talking about. I love it. I don't like to use the term poker pro yet, but I, I am a reg. I'm a reg. I'm a reg. Yeah. Um, I am just really happy, excited to be there. I mean, like the thing I am scared of is the people that play so often they don't even enjoy the game anymore. I don't ever want that to be yes. the case. So I do everything in my power to prevent that, like finding other aspects of the of the world and the field that I really enjoy, like the the different types of people and the like the talking at the table, the the poker vlogger community is a little bit different than the poker the tournament poker community, which is a little bit different than the cash game. You know, it's like there's the I've kind of gotten to like have a taste of each one without fully diving into it. Um there's this there's this D twelve song. It's like Eminem reference. Of course. Um so in uh in my band, there's a song called My Band, where it's basically about how the rest of D twelve is mad that like Eminem gets all the all the spotlight because he's Eminem, even though they're like all in the same band together. And um there's this guy named Bazaar in the group who he's like He's like, I, I built this shit. You know, Superman video, I was in the back. This video, I was in the back. I feel like I was in the back of like all these different things, like the the hustler drama that went on with the J the Jack Four incident. I was on the hustler stream the week before. It's pretty funny. Like I was at the back. And then like um like you know, the WSOP stuff is like I was just there. I was just in the back. Funny. I, I feel like I was just in the back of everything. Speaking of um loving the game and not blaming the game when there's bad things that happen yeah <clears throat> i was um so yesterday i popped into red rock real quick i don't even think i told you that i left the house because um yeah I don't, you needed I don't you. you said you needed solitude oh yeah yeah so then i was like oh right well i wanted to go get my sport you know if you want to do sports betting in nevada you have to like show your id like in person Mm. right to like get on the app otherwise you have to like go to the casino every time so my neighbor has been placing these bets on sunday when we watch games and he's like he's like you're not betting with me come on you're not betting with me so like you know <clears throat> just to throw in like 15 20 bucks a week on like a game that yeah. we're both watching and then when i was signing up this lady's this the ladies that's signing up signing me up she's like um you know just don't have too much fun with this and i was like no trust me my fucking my neighbor he'll be he's a big giants fan he'll be watching the giants and then they score a touchdown, and he's rooting against their scoring ah. a touchdown because it's he bet the under. Oh my god! And I'm like, I, I'm like, if this takes away my love for NFL, yeah. fuck that. I'll that like, trust me, lady, not gonna happen to me. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you you know, you have a bad ham hand in a in a tournament, your aces get cracked. Yeah. You could blame poker and walk away and say fuck poker. Yeah. Like you know, I got killed with Luna. I could blame all crypto and say all yeah. crypto's a scam, you know. But the 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 stuff that you love, always always remembering why you love it, I think, is so important and such a beautiful part of the process. Well, that's why I was asking about mindset earlier because, um, actually, rereading the Biggest Bluff, she talks about luck in it a lot and how those who deem themselves lucky, who like are self 
proclaimed like they asked a, uh, they surveyed like a thousand people and they asked like do you consider yourself a lucky person or not and those who said like yeah i do consider myself a lucky person um they did more studies on them and found that they actually see find the opportunities more yes as well like yes luck is involved it's involved with a, a lot of <laughs> aspects of life like whether or not you can land a job, whether or not, blah, 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 you know, whether or not you win the lot or whatever. Um, but there's certain elements of the people that deem themselves lucky that they actually see the opportunities more so than people who deem themselves unlucky. And part of this study was um, they had them read through uh, this newspaper and count how many pictures were in the newspaper. And the people who deem themselves unlucky, it took them an average of five minutes to count how many uh, pictures were in the newspaper, whereas the people who deemed themselves lucky took an average of 10 seconds. And that's because uh, underneath the first picture in the newspaper, it said, stop right here. There are 26 pictures in this newspaper. That's and so sick. they observed that detail while the other people didn't. And it was like 50% of the people who deemed themselves lucky or 50% or more, I can't even remember, but it was a huge percentage of the people who thought they were lucky were the ones that would find that. I love it. It's such a good example. Yeah. That is the mindset. Yeah. Right? Like like you blame this, then you blame that, but really like uh, you're you're spending so much time blaming everything else, you're missing dude, the opportunities, miss you're missing it. It drives me insane. Yeah. Like it it, it drives me crazy cuz like so many people just turn their backs on the crypto market, they're not paying attention, they got their blindfold on and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is when you're supposed to be paying the most attention, but you know, it's it's a mindset, unfortunately, and it's a it's a you have to have the wherewithal to be able to stick it and like, you know, be able to have the strength to dollar cost average and all the things that you got to do like during these yeah. lows, grinding out the lows. Like you have to stay mentally, you know, like on top of yourself. Yeah, like if you're expecting a bad beat to happen, it like happens more, exactly. and it's not like a luck energy thing. It's just like you don't play as well when you're expecting a bad beat and then it kind of just happens. It happens to everybody. It happens to everybody. But you're, you're spending so much of like your energy thinking about it happening to you that it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy all the time. Like I said, I sold my car for woo at 62 cents. Like I could sit here and go, oh, boo-hoo, like that's worth less now. Or I go, I know why I bought. Holy shit, I get to buy even more. That's fucking tight. It's an opportunity. Yeah, you understand the bigger picture and the variance and stuff. And I'm and, not smarter than the market. And it like, helps you. Yeah, exactly. You, exactly. It helps you so much to to maintain that mentality when when opportunity comes back around. Because that is what it is. Like, believe it or not, like, yes, I could have used that now, but I didn't know that now was going to happen. I'm not that guy who like sits there and looks at a chart and I go, oh, I know that the price is about to go here. Yeah, so I think overall, like, my, like, this year, it was already starting to go this way, but this year I feel like my philosophy on life just shifted, where I think in L.A. and a lot of the industry we were in before, a lot of the emphasis was results-oriented, and, like, people judge you by the, uh, the number, basically. Always. And although it happens in crypto and poker, where people are judging you on your wins and losses, I don't judge myself that way anymore. Something shifted to where I just see life more as the process than as the end result. And I think a lot of this came from like, from losing and being like, what really matters? Like, 
I want a million dollars. Okay, but why do you want a million dollars? Because you think it will make you happy? Well, what if you could be happy without a million dollars? What if you could just live in that energy? Like, isn't that the whole goal of any everything anyway? This was the first time ever I've had a pool and I was so fucking excited to have a pool. And I was relaxing in the pool and I started panicking because I felt like I was wasting time. Like I could be doing all this stuff and getting all this stuff done. But then I was like, well, what's the point of getting all this stuff done? Well, because I need to build a career. Well, what's the point of building a career? Well, because I need to make money. Well, what's the point of money? Well, it's so I can relax more. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I can relax more. Like yeah. instead of relaxing in that moment, I was so worried about this thing. And, and all of fucking, I had an aha moment where I was like, you can just choose the end. Yeah. You can just choose the end. You actually made up all these limitations of why you couldn't have the relaxing moment now that you hadn't built something yet that would give you the money that would give you the relaxation. So you complete you missed it. Yeah. You missed the relaxation. Like you can have it now and I think it really changed the way that I approach life where realizing when I'm doing that, when I'm in that, like, cause it's, I'm still guilty of like reverting back to old tendencies. I've been doing that forever. It's a habit. So, but when I catch myself now, I'm like, yeah, but if I could choose anything right now, if I could choose any feeling, what would it be? Would it be this stressed anxiety mess? What's it for? And, and then I like have to consciously be like, no, I would choose to be happy. Well, what makes me happy? Well, doing this makes me happy. Coloring in this fucking flower on a on, in my journal makes me happy. Like that makes me happy. Rollerblading around the lakes makes me happy. Yeah, you're pretty cute, rollerblading. <laughs> yeah, like why why would I wait to get to a certain financial point to rollerblade around the lake? True. If that makes you happy, that's very true. You know, and so it, it really changed a lot for me, even spiritually, and like. I've been listening to a lot more uh, Abraham Hicks, Esther and Jerry Hicks lately. And and she talks about all of this, all this stuff that I kind of realized on my own, but she she kind of articulates it more concisely than what I've been able to in my brain. And she puts it into words so that I can like kind of remember and digest it better. Um, but it's all about this. It's all about like not getting caught up in this lack of this like um, – this like gap between what you want and what you what you don't have yet you know like I but I want it but it's over there and like you're in this you're like thinking about the gap of of you not having it yet instead of just like what would it feel like to have that well it would make me really happy what are other things that give me that same feeling I can have that feeling now now I don't really need it as much i'm not so desperate to have it and it ends up coming in sooner exactly and it's just like it ends up coming in on its own and don't you just get excited to play the game again yes like that's what it's all about for me like i like i i have found my i found my poker a couple years ago it's yeah it's my hobby it's i'm love the game it's fun you know there's ups and downs and all arounds but man like i i can't you know even and even the people i've gotten into crypto they're, they're like man i i've never I can't pay attention to like the old markets the same way I used to because this is just such a big space that is so crazy innovative in ways that I never even thought possible. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's my game. Like it's that's the so much joy in this game that I really like. <clears throat> and people always ask me too. Poker people are always like, "Are you gonna play poker?" And I'm like, mm -hmm. "No," but I really like watching you guys play yeah. poker. Like I like your game. It's not for me. Yeah, it's but like I like watching it. I like watching football. Exactly. I'm never going to be a football player. I'm not going to throw it. But I like watching it. I could probably catch a couple of them, even though my wife doesn't I don't think, think so. so. I could probably bring a couple down. Mm, I don't think so. Both feet in. 
wall of guys coming after you and you have to run that fast. I just, first of all, I've seen you try to run. You make it like 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> there's a lot try of to running. run after like my, our nephew there's going a lot to a of... pool. I don't have to, I don't, I only, I only, t- I only need 10 no, seconds no, babe, because about, I have a long stride. I'm talking about when we go around a walk for like two miles and I'm like, let's go for a run. And then you run for like two blocks and you're like, I got to walk. I gotta walk. Okay, okay there's a lot of, but there's a lot of running involved in catching a football. I will be. I you think that you're any day overlooking. You want to do? You want to run a forty with me? You don't want to trust me. No, I don't want to. But you want to no. run like for the this the still what is it called the this what's it called the endurance endurance. Oh. But like, there's another S word that stamina stamina stamina. You don't have the stamina. I think I have the stamina another way. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't oh, seen shit. it in a while. Oh, good. Okay. I haven't seen it in a while. Good. Wait, yeah. You haven't seen it in what? Four days? <laughs> yeah. I'll bring some stamina your way. Bring it, Green. Right. I don't think you can. I love it. <laughs> Such a good move. Such a good strategy. <laughs> if you ever want Steve to do something, just say that you don't believe, like you genuinely don't believe he can do it. Yep. And he'll do it. <laughs> like Thanksgiving turkey. Bro, I 100% did not believe you could pull off a Thanksgiving turkey. Like you... I was your biggest hater, to you be fair, like, hater. and genuinely couldn't believe we could pull it off. Like, sometimes I goad you into, like, yeah, I don't think you could do it, and then, like, you get all heated, and you do it, and I'm like, I thought he could do it the whole time. But this time, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, you so, were a big hater. Like, and the amount I think you could catch a football is how much I thought you could do a turkey. <laughs> dude, that whole day, too, Nikki's like, it's Thanksgiving, she's like, you... You're you're gonna be late. Like you're not gonna have the turkey ready in time. This bro didn't even start cooking till like noon. Yeah, and people were coming over at five. And what did I tell? What did I tell you? And you didn't even start like preparing the turkey. Like you're supposed to wash it and do all this stuff. Didn't have to. Like I said, didn't have to wash it. No, like I said, you did wash it. I did wash it, but like I said, um, I got this. Yeah, I'm the guy. You married the guy. It always happens. It always works out. And that's why they call me the Miracle Man. And you have to admit, our guests show up, the turkey's done. Yeah. I honestly was thoroughly impressed. Like, and everyone liked it. I, I don't dish out compliments very often no, you do not. because they have to be genuine. And I am thoroughly impressed. How many times have you thought I was going to miss a flight? You thought I'm not going to be able to. Okay, but my if I had to put money on it, I don't think I would have bet on you missing the flight. But if I had to put money on the turkey, 100% I'm taking that bet. Like 100%, I would have lost so much money taking that bet. Also, Nikki leaves town. She comes back. I got all the Christmas lights up and going. Yeah, I thought in my head, like, it's not a big deal because I'll just redo them. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it probably won't get it right. But the turkey, I was like, I'm not going to, I can't redo that. Like, I don't know how to cook a turkey. And also, I'm, I don't eat meat, so. Did I swish, did I also, nothing but net, the, the Christmas lights? Uh, I'd say that you hit the backboard and got it in because, like, because, oh, because of the net, because of the stupid net thing. Well, I set you up for success first of all, and secondly, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't get the net lights the net quite lights. right. That's yeah. what it is. The so, net lights. So maybe everything but net. How dare you! <laughs> I hate how much how much that worked. Yeah. for you, I hate that. Thank you. I really don't like that, Mark. You can cut. that. I like when you don't like things, Mark. You can cut that, please. That that, make, that makes me look that make foolish, me look Mark. Good. Okay, so thank you. All right. Well, on that note, uh, there was so much more. I didn't think we'd talk about this for an hour, but like I, I was going to go into like, you know, our hopes, dreams and fears going into 2023. And um, 
I'm. I guess you'll have to wait till 2023 to find I'm out. I'm motherfucking stoked for 2023. Me too, but I'm also stoked. I'm scared and stoked, just like I felt in 2021, but yeah. in a different way. You feel like that every year. Yeah, because but this year I feel this transition is a big transition. It is not a tiny one. But also, you're not like done with tubing or anything like that. No, like, but there is a actually one of the things I wanted to talk about was how hard balance is right now. Like, right. um, what do I? You know, the things that I'm neglecting, I'm like, I can't neglect too much, right? And But then how much do I need to water? How long can my plants go without dying? Well, like I said you know? to you the other day, because we check in every day, I was like, you have filled the poker cup all the way to the top. It's running over. I think you're pretty good there. Like, you, you, you know, you, you compensated one way to really learn the game. Mm. And now <clears throat> you have a very good understanding of the game. By the way... Check out Nikki's Twitch, Twitch streams. I fucking love Nikki's Twitch streams. Twitch I watch TV slash Trick Nicks. I watch all of them. She she doesn't just play tournaments on there, but she also just talks about what she's doing and why she's doing it. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite things in the world is listening to someone who's passionate about somebody talk about their passion or something. Somebody who's passionate about something. Yeah. To talk about their passion, and that's you playing poker. I really enjoy watching it, and I have no intention to play myself. It's just really entertaining. Like you're very good at talking about poker, and I think that that's kind of what you're stepping up into right now yeah i feel i feel that way um i didn't even realize because when i started i was like man is this boring for people because like i'm really into it but i have lost track of like if it's entertaining or not to people it's, like i just it's am in it where you're I'm, like, kicking it you're kicking it focused on it it's very much like hanging out with the real you when you're kicking it yeah and yeah i love it it's very fun i do get very heated at people in the game, <laughs> yeah. but you also it has it has your personality to it. Yeah, like I love when you when you get two kings and you play the cowboys. Thing. I <laughs> fucking die. I know I want to do more animations. <laughs> and I love the joy that it brings you when you do it. But I I also love that you can't hear it because uh, little <laughs> yeah. little show note on the back end of uh, on the uh, behind the curtain. Yeah, she for some reason can't hear her soundboard when she hits that particular yeah. cue. I don't know why. So she can't hear it. So like we all get to enjoy it, but she doesn't get to. Yeah, I only get to see the cowboys. But, but it's, I... so, it's <laughs> such a fucking corny move. It's so stupid. It reminds me of like watching your grandma play Buffalo Gold Slots. <laughs> like it's just a really corny game, <laughs> but it's really funny. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I enjoy that. I plan on adding more corny animations to my stream. I actually do really want to work on my stream. Um, I love your stream. You know what I feel like I did this year was plant a bunch of seeds and like I get to oh that one's growing oh yes. let's see what that one's like and I'm yes. watering them all but like they're growing at different times and different paces and I don't know which one to tend to more but like I love all of them all the yeah. garden that I planted and I'm like I just want to I just want my babies to to thrive and grow and I and I'm in love with the gardening process. I also love my JK boys. I love the show it's been really fucking fun like, yeah this past year has been a blast with the boys like this um you know year ago like next month they all came to vegas and like we yeah we kicked it and like shot in vegas and that was really fun yeah i can't believe that was a year ago i know it's crazy so crazy but like that like you know those boys are the best and like doing the careful boys iteration of the show has yeah. been super fun and we we all feel a certain ownership over it, even though it's Joe and Bart's show, always always will be. But we all feel like we all have like a vested interest. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. <clears throat> we're like, like we're like a team, and it, and it really feels like everyone yeah. wants to be there for the first and time you all ever want it to succeed and do we well, all want yeah. it to do well. And it has been doing well. Mm -hmm. It's been growing finally, so it's it's just super cool. 
Um, but but the fact that everyone wants to be there, I think, because you can tell. Yeah. And um, that's what I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. Well, me too. And I'm excited about 2023. I hope you're enjoying your holidays. I did I did have a lot of mishaps on Vlogmas this year. Um, swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. But I'm still trying. So if you want to go over to YouTube.com slash Nikki, you can see the progress or non-progress that I'm making. And uh, Some might say Nikki was tending to a bomb instead. Yeah. I still am. Still am. Still am. Apparently my laptop, my old laptop, is a ticking, a ticking time, time bomb. bomb. Yeah. About to go off any minute. It has an expanded lithium-ion battery, and it could explode at any minute. So that's fun to have in my house. And I uh, hope I see you next year. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We should knock over one of the cameras and put an explosion effect in. <laughs> Mark. Mark, thank Mark. you. Okay, I'll All see right. you guys next time. Later. Bye. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.